Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to will contain detailed plot spoilers. If you do not wish to have the movie ruined for you, I recommend turning the podcast off now. Also, the podcast will contain graphic and explicit language. If you don't think your ears can handle it, turn the podcast off and go change your tampon. You have been warned. Welcome to the Movie Pit Podcast, presented by RMJ Media. Welcome back to the Movie Pit. We're now into the second week of January, and tonight we're going to be talking about 1995's Kids, just to keep the somber beginning of the year, to keep it going. Um, This is your host, Ryan, joined as always, Seth. Howdy, y'all, and happy ghoul year. (laughs) And new to the podcast, say hello, Roxy. What's good? So, disclaimer <laughs> award, uh, disclaimer alert to everybody. We are recording this on New Year's Eve, so if you happen to hear pops and bangs and crackles in the background, pay no mind. Yeah, that's not just Ryan. <laughs> um, but as always, what we do every week is go around the room, talk about what we've seen, what we want to see, what we don't want to see. Seth, we'll start with you. All right, so um, we had talked a little bit about Megan coming out on Friday. Yeah, um, I think I think we're I think I'm pretty down to go see that just yeah. to see it. Yeah, I I agree with that. Like I, think, I said, my biggest fear is that everything we've seen in the trailer is going to be the best part, and the movie's just going to be total dog shit. Yeah, and I think that's just why I want to watch it for the end to see how it comes about and shit. You know, yeah. if it. She puts herself in harm's way of the child if that's one of her protocols or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Have you seen the trailer for Megan? I think I know what you guys are talking about. It's the one about. like the mother builds like a robot doll yeah, best yeah. friend. I've seen ads. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good movie. But like I said, it's produced by James Wan and... His movies could be really hit or miss. Okay. <laughs> like, I love the first Insidious. The rest of them fucking sucked. Did I love the first Conjuring. The rest of them sucked. Didn't you watch some of the Insidiouses? No. I watched Con- the, Conjuring. the Conjuring. Yeah, I've watched all those. I want to see the new one that's coming out. The yeah, third one. Yeah. Um, it's actually going to be the fourth one. Oh, just kidding. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and actually, uh, what else is coming out? Uh, the Nun 2. So, oh, see, I don't like the nun that much. Oh, neither did I. Yeah, so that's okay, why I'm okay, yeah. This one's going to be good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I agree on that. <coughs> Anything else you've seen? Um, let's see here. So I saw a trailer for, I think it's just called 65. Um, it's got Adam for Driver the, in it. For the record, to the listeners, he's reading this off a notepad. Yeah. Because he remembered we talked about this last week and I forgot. <laughs> Sticky notes come in handy. Um, so yes, I'm reading these straight from a fucking sticky pad. Uh, 65. Uh, apparently, it's like got dinosaurs and Adam Driver in it. Um, I would love fucking dinosaurs, and they haunt my dreams. And I'm cool with having some more nightmares about them. Uh, well, John, then we'll have to cover Carnosaur at some time. Yeah, I'm super down for that. Um, 
Yeah, anything to haunt the dreams. Why not? Let's just make it fun. Um, John Wick 4. I've seen oh, the other yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one looks badass. I hope it's not some kind of... It, I would imagine they would call it the final chapter if this was going to be the last one. I think there's going to be one more chapter okay. after this. Yeah. I'm not sure, though. Um, let's see here. Oh, I wanted to ask you, have you seen any of the new Mission Impossibles? Because it feels like they've been cranking out new ones lately. <laughs> uh i've seen all of them including the newer ones yeah okay are, are they worth a watch like do you think the, the new one coming out is gonna be any good i'm not gonna pass judgment on it till i see it okay um there are really cool elements with some of the newer ones it one of these days it's gonna be the final one because Cruz is just gonna kill himself they need to stop letting that old bastard do his own stunts I think they're just waiting for him to like snaps like a cankle into like, his throat or something. Like the, the fucking film company took out a life insurance policy on him. Like, if he <laughs> dies, on. we get a hundred million dollars. Yeah, pretty much. That's all they see when they look at him is a in a, a, a cash in, right? They're pretty like, much. Um, I saw a trailer for the new Transformers, and it kind of had some Beast Wars vibes to it. It is Beast Wars. Okay, but they just didn't <laughs> they call it Beast Wars. That, yeah. Okay. I, and I loved the Beast Wars. That was all CGI and whatnot. So I yeah. hope this kind of does a decent job paying tribute to them. Because yeah. Beast Wars was way fucking cooler, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still a Gen 1 guy, but I love the original, original run of fucking Transformers. Yeah. That was well before your time, so... <laughs> <laughs> Transformers came and gone. Oh yeah. Um, the Dungeons and Dragons uh, trailer I watched. I feel is it, I have not seen that. I don't know if this is their first one or if this is the second one. Uh, I feel uh, like the only Dungeons and Dragons movie I remember them making was with Marlon Wayans back in the late '90s, early 2000s, somewhere okay. in there, and it was fucking god awful <laughs> <laughs> that's fair um, okay so then obviously this is probably going to be the the first chapter of these it looks the special effects look awesome like fairly good enough for me to be like okay this could probably be you know fun this looks like it's, you know i play dnd not a lot but i've played enough for me to enjoy and i've recognized the characters and shit um the new mario brothers i i like the look of it okay let's put it this way it can't be any worse than the Super Mario Brothers movie that we've already received. With John Lugazamo? Yeah, they hire a fucking British guy and a Mexican to play two fucking Italian guys. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. You know, that's how they do. Um, oh, and then I saw a trailer for The Whale. I really want to see that. Like, He's getting- Brandon Fraser's career is blowing the ba- back up. Yeah. Like, this is going to be for him what the wrestler was for Mickey Rourke. Mm. And what I think is hilarious is it's directed by the same guys, Darren Aronofsky. So he's like, look, I'm the guy that's going to reboot your fucking yeah. career when it starts going down the shitter. He's like, and once you make it big, I get your soul. <laughs> <laughs> I own uh, all your souls now. Yeah, Darren Aronofsky, Satan of Hollywood. <laughs> um, Let's see here. Is something wrong with the children? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear interesting feedback with that one so the trailer was intriguing enough for me to write it down um and uh i think that's all i got blood um that's all i got what you got uh i keep keep watching the fucking trailer for winnie the pooh blood and honey i can't wait for that to come out in february (laughs) have you heard of that movie i think i think so (laughs) it's literally like a couple months back a bunch of properties 
like Disney lost right a bunch of companies lost rights to a bunch of properties because you can only hold the licensing for so long on creative control. So like the the movie your dad and I saw last week, the mean one, that was one of those movies that are properties that went into public domain. But so it's a horror slasher. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, this one is a horror slasher. Winnie the Pooh movie where Piglet and Winnie the Pooh are like Jason Voorhees <laughs> slashers. It okay. looks fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fucking great. Um, they returned so, uh, what is like one million acre, 100 acre woods, 100 acre woods. <laughs> like literally the beginning of the trailer, they show rest in peace, Tigger, Eeyore and shit like that. And it's all because Winnie the Pooh and Piglet are pissed off because Christopher Robbins left the 100 acre woods. <laughs> Kind of, and doesn't play with them anymore. Kind of like Toy Story, <laughs> in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of, kind of. That's actually a pretty fair analogy. They grow, outgrow them, you know? I started rewatching. I know we talked about it a little bit because I just love the show. I'd already finished it, but I'm rewatching Leverage again because that's just a great fucking show to watch. Isn't it the one you just finished before you started watching Alias? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I'm that guy I'll binge, like, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer was one yeah. I was notorious for. I love that I'd one. I'd watch four episodes a fucking day when I got to the end of season seven. The last episode on the disc, disc one of season one went back in. So, that's yeah, like, I'm that geek. That's like you with Malcolm, <clears throat> huh? Oh, my God. I watch Malcolm in the Middle <laughs> constantly, like every day. Every night before I go to bed, I watch Malcolm in the Middle. Well, it's a good show to fucking rewatch. Yeah. Like, like also another one that I've been rewatching uh, that '70s show because I want to get through that because I will give that '90s show a shot, but I don't have high hopes for that. I think I gave it maybe one or two episodes. But, you already started watching it? Uh, no, so that so the '90s show. Oh no, it's on Netflix. Um, You're that, thinking that '80s show. That '80s show yeah. came out after that '70s show, yeah. and I gave that a watch. Like that movie got pulled from air after two episodes. I mean, yeah. so what they think? Let's get Red and the Mom back and go for round three and see if yeah. this one fucking takes off. I think you you watched that '70s show, didn't you? Yeah, like freshman year, I watched it, and mm. then that's whenever like. I don't know what his name is. The guy with the curly hair got like. The guy that plays Hyde. Yeah, that got convicted with all that stuff with that female. Oh yeah, that yeah. was. When, that's when he was. Uh, so you were watching reruns of it at that time, because he got booted. What the hell was the Netflix show? The Ranch. The Ranch. Oh yeah, my parents or my mom watched that. Yeah. It's a. It's a. That show's fucking hilarious. It's not bad. I, wa- I watched it. Is so goddamn yeah. good in it. <laughs> Um, the country life. Yeah. Sam Elliott's in a lot of Family Guy episodes. Yeah, he is. Yeah. It's that voice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, very they distinctive have, voice. Well, they have him play as his character in yeah. the ranch. So, like. Oh, no shit. Yeah. yeah. I have and, not seen that. Yeah, like Lois is like obsessed with him and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Why are all women obsessed with Sam Elliott? It's the mustache. It's, it's the, the mustache. mustache. He's, you know, and the voice, yeah. I guess. Right? He's, a, he's like an OG cowboy. You know what I mean? He's just always kind of been that guy. I should have been a cowboy. <laughs> Toby Keith. Oh, my God. Oh, see. I was thinking Kid Rock. That's how out of tune oh I am God. with my, my country, Western. Kid Rock ain't country. <laughs> no, not at all. But... Um. 
that lyric he is what kept that yeah, in my yeah, head, yeah, yeah, yeah. not the original. So besides Malcolm in the Middle, have you been watching any other like movies, TV, other TV shows that you're in watching right now? Um, on Disney Plus, there's uh, this one show called How to Catch a Smuggler. <laughs> so I have not heard of that. It's literally like by National Geographic. Okay. Like it's yeah, it's like in the international airports. Like that's the main like setting. Okay. Okay. And um, it's pretty crazy. They have to rush a lot of people to the hospital <laughs> so they can get the capsules out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And like, but. That actually amazes me that it's on Disney Plus with, with a concept like that. Wow. Um, they are pushing boundaries, I think, these days a little bit more. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> Before the new Avatar came out and they put Avatar up on Disney Plus, they cut the scene of. I don't remember the fucking name. The guy fucking Avatar and the girl fucking Avatar when they join air. Does that mean that they cut the bad part in Deadpool? Because Deadpool's on Disney Plus. I honestly don't. I have not watched it on Disney Plus. I'd be I've surprised. Never seen oh, you definitely. It would make I've you laugh. I've never seen Deadpool. Oh, you will it's laugh your humor. Ass yeah. off. You will laugh your face off for sure. It is it's stupid, just dumb, good humor. He's just being an ass. That's but, all he is. But we're going off on one of your father's style <laughs> tangents here. What I never understood about Avatar is that's them having sex. Right. They connect the hair. But then how do they procreate? But in order to ride a horse or train a fucking You also attach thing. your little so every time genitalia you do that, you're fucking an animal. Yeah. They're that's, becoming that's one. That's really disturbing. I yeah. never understood that. It's, it's uh, I guess, alien beast. Well, they're kind of, they're animals A too, right? Alien bestiality. Yeah, I was going to say alien bestiality, but they're like animals themselves, right? You know, mammally kind of. They're cool looking, <laughs> yeah. but like, yeah. what are they? They're like, have like zebra stripes on them. <laughs> yeah, cat faces yeah. and cat eyes and, and shit. tails. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, like more like a lion's tail because it's like skin and then it has the. <laughs> yeah, the little. <laughs> But they also use that same fucking thing to plug into Mother Tree or whatever that right. is. I'm like, so now you're fucking Mother Earth too? I'm like, well, so that brings up a good question, right? If that's how they fuck, does that mean then when do they give birth like vaginally too? Or does that thing birth out new little avatars? Like how I, do they I, how I, do they I, make more avatarians? I don't know. Maybe the avatars. answers are maybe do the answers will be given to us in the new one. Oh, uh, we're curious about the reproductive organs. Do they not have any? But they do cover up their bits. Well, so. and they wear the night. They make them wear the, uh, uh, the hotel nightgown or the hotel, the hospital <laughs> nightgown. That is true. Hmm. But maybe that's just their cerebral cortex shit tapping in. That's our, their little DMT tentacles. And they just like this plug into shit. They're like, mm -hmm. I'm joining you with your existence. <laughs> yeah, all right. So that was a tangent. Sorry about that. <laughs> we do this. We didn't mean to turn this podcast into an avatar rant. But but I do want to see it just to give it a shot. Because yeah. I, I enjoyed the first one. I'll wait. I'm honestly going to wait. I'm too fucking... I'll go to any fucking movie. I can sit in a movie theater all day. Yeah. If it's an hour and a half movie and I get to go outside and smoke a cigarette like at a film festival. Mm-hmm. My happy ass ain't sitting in a fucking theater chair. I don't care how comfy they are now for over three and a half fucking hours. Yeah. Not going to happen. Last one I did that with was when Tarantino was doing the 65 millimeter screenings of uh, The Hateful Eight. Mm -hmm. 
Ooh. But That's at least he okay. was fucking smart. Halfway through the movie, a big thing came on. 20-minute intermission. I'm like, thank fucking Christ. Yeah. I'm like, now I can go smoke my cigarette, come back in. Now I can get a fucking soda because I know I'm not going to have to sit through fucking solid three-plus hours. Sneak out to the car and drink a couple beers, dude. Oh, nowadays, just go yeah. to the fucking bar inside the movie theater yeah, and grab but, a beer. But you're yeah. paying $47, right? So. Oh, shit. What, what did I say that was? $12, $12 for a fucking solo cup? I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy this for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just milk, milk this motherfucker. Hell this. yeah. Baby sips, it's delicious. Baby sips, it's delicious. Was there anything else anybody's interested in seeing? Um, no. Um... No, I can't think of anything. Anything you saw? No, I don't. I don't really see trailers or ads. Like, mm. I don't like even like when I had social media, I didn't see any ads or trailers. So, it's fair. It's not on yeah, your that, radar. No. Yeah, that's fair. See, I'm I'm one of those that I'm just a sucker. Like, if it's a movie I'm really interested in seeing and that I've read about for a while, and they finally release a trailer. I really don't like I'm hesitant to watch it because like your dad and I talk about I movie companies nowadays fucking put way too much in the fucking trailers like oh what the hell was it um have you seen the Pet Cemetery remake I haven't even seen Pet Cemetery the I, original I want to see it yeah but I haven't seen in it. the initial trailer that that came out they reveal their big twist that they've been keeping secret the entire time. And it's right there in the first fucking trailer. I'm like, okay, so that's happening. Yeah, they just ruined it for everybody. They're like, yeah, enjoy, bitches. Yeah, see, but like whenever he would recommend me a movie, like especially Gummo, I never watched it. Like I literally would never watch trailers. Anytime he would request me a movie, I wouldn't watch the trailer yeah. for it. I would just wait. That's not a bad way to go about it because at that point you're – it's no expectations. Yeah, you're no pre you're unspoiled. Mm-hmm. Like you have no expectations. Everything is brand new. You have no idea what the fuck you're expecting unless you read like a plot summary, give you an idea of what the movie's supposed to be about. But yeah, trailers can fucking destroy movies for people. No, yeah. Because uh, what the hell was the one we I told you about the other week on the podcast? Lakeview Terrace. Yes, I went and saw that in the drive-in because the trailer was fucking amazing. And after an hour and 45 minutes, I realized every good part in this movie was in the trailer. Yeah, and that's, I hate that. You know, honestly, if it wasn't for us doing this and us trying to have fucking banter right now before we get into the podcast, I like, just like Roxy, like, I, I don't watch them because I don't want, because I've had it ruined for me so many times. And oh, yeah, that discouraged, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, it legitimately discouraged me enough to the point where I was like, I don't want to, I don't know what's playing. I don't, I don't want to know because I don't want to see, like, you know, trailers or anything. But since we've been doing this, I'll be honest, I I have been liking watching them because it's something new to talk about and learn about. But I'm not going like super balls deep like I would before. It's like, okay, I try to watch every single trailer so I can see as much as I could and learn about it. It's just like, okay, give me a little blip. Let's go see it. Then we'll talk shit about it afterwards. See, what I always (laughs) liked about trailers is because movies are being edited up until the day they hit theaters. Okay. So you could be watching a trailer and say, oh, I can't wait to see that scene. It looks fucking amazing. 
go to the movie, it's, it's like not that. in there anymore. That's, like they completely yeah. cut it out. <laughs> yeah, and Monsters University, they yeah. did that. Yep. And I was watching the movie and I was like, wait, that scene wasn't yep. in there like I was in the trailer. Yep, happens all the damn time. Like, Because uh, you're like, am I tripping? Did I know. They, am I, is something happening right now? Mandela effects. Like, I remember when Halloween 666, the cur- uh, origin of Michael Myers was coming out. Loved that fucking trailer. Loved that trailer. When the, I didn't know the movie had came out because there was never any like ads for it aside from that initial one that I saw. The reason why I didn't see it is because it came out as Halloween Curse of Michael Myers and they cut out like they reshot the entire fucking movie. Oh, fuck. So now there's a version out on uh, that finally came out on Blu-ray called Halloween Curse of Michael Myers, the producer's cut. Hmm. So when you watch the two movies side by side, it's not just additional scenes. It's completely different fucking plot, completely oh. different fucking story. Dialogue and everything, too. Oh. Yeah, like the the last 30 minutes of the movie are two completely different movies. Mm. Like totally reshot shit because Dimension wanted more blood, guts, gore, blood, guts, gore. The writer wanted story, 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 and the studio fucking won. Mm. I wish, like, I prefer the producer's cut, but... Yeah, Michael goes to therapy. He apologizes for all the bad things that he does. He's now a veterinarian. And he just likes to cut open animals now. In addition to the one Eventually, did. we'll get to that one. And when we review it, we will discuss both versions. I will make you watch them. Michael retires. <laughs> um, okay. So if there's nothing else anybody wants to see, let's listen to the trailer and get into the synopsis and get this shit going. Yeah, yo.
Shut the fucking door! This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. A boy named Telly and a 12-year-old girl are kissing on a bed. With no adults around, Telly, who is 17, persuades the girl, who is a virgin, to have sex with him. Afterwards, he meets with his best friend, Casper, and they talk about his sexual experience. Telly vocalizes his desire to keep having sex with virginal girl. The pair then enters a local store where Casper shoplifts a 40-ounce bottle of malt liquor and as Telly distracts the cashier. Looking for drugs, food, and a place to hang out, they head to their friend Paul's apartment despite expressing their dislike of him on their way there. Once they arrive at Paul's house, they join the other boys in boasting about their sexual prowess as well as their nonchalant attitudes towards both unprotected sex and venereal diseases. While doing so, the boys smoke marijuana while watching a skating video. Casper inhales nitrous oxide out of a balloon, which Telly considers dangerous. Across the city, a group of girls, among them Rudy and Jenny, are talking about sex as well. Their attitudes evidently contradict that of the boys on many topics, particularly oral sex and the significance of individuals to whom they lose their virginities. Ruby and Jenny mention that they are both recently tested for STDs as Ruby at Ruby's request, though Jenny only got tested to keep Rudy company. Ruby's test is negative, though she has had multiple sexual encounters, many of them unprotected. Jenny tests as positive for HIV. She tells the nurse she has had sex only once with Telly. Distraught over her results, Jenny spends the rest of the day trying to find Telly to prevent him from passing the virus on to another girl. Meanwhile, Telly and Casper walk to Telly's house and steal money from Telly's mother, who was preoccupied with taking care of the new baby. They go to Washington Square Park and purchase a dime bag of weed from a Rastafarian. They then meet up with a few friends to talk and smoke, one of whom gives a blunt rolling tutorial. During the hangout, Casper and many others taunt a gay couple passing through the park. On the other side, Telly briefly talks to Misha, a girl who strongly dislikes Casper and calls him a jerk. As Casper rides on the skateboard, he carelessly bumps into a man who angrily threatens him and pushes Casper. The man is struck in the back of the head with a skateboard by Casper's friend Harold, causing him to collapse. A number of the other skaters join in beating, stomping, and hitting the man with their skateboards until he is rendered unconscious by a final blow to the head by Casper. While discussing whether or not they killed the man at the park, Telly and some of the group pick up a 13-year-old girl named Darcy, the virginal younger sister of an acquaintance, with whom Telly wants to have sex. He successfully convinces her to accompany them to the public pool. The other girls engage in kissing and flirtation, but Darcy shows restraint. Afterward, the group goes to an unsupervised party at a house of another friend named Stephen. Meanwhile, Jenny makes her way to Washington Square Park, where she uh, speaks with Misha, who tells her about Telly's possibility whereabouts at NASA. She runs into Fidget, a raver boy, who shoves a pill in her mouth, which he which he says is supposed to make Special K look weak. 
the drug turns out to be a depressant. Once it, the effects set in, Ginny discovers that Telly is at a party at Stephen's house. Ginny arrives at the party only to learn she is too late as she discovers Telly, uh, Telly having sex with Darcy, thus exposing her to the virus. Emotionally drained and still under the influence, Jenny cries and passes out on the couch among the other sleeping partygoers. A drunk Casper then rapes Jenny unprotected as she sleeps, exposing him to the virus as well. Another teen at the party was able to witness the assault. As daylight approaches, a voiceover by Telly explains how sex is the only thing worthwhile in his life. The next morning, a naked and confused Casper wakes up and says, Jesus Christ, what happened as credits roll? So, one, when was the last time you watched this movie? Or when was the first time you watched this movie? <clears throat> Me? Both of you. Yeah, I was a freshman. I'm a senior now. Okay. <laughs> How about you? Did you see it when it came out? Uh, Shit, dude. I think I saw it at a party. So probably 16, yeah, about 15 or 16 is when I saw it. Okay. So when did this shit come out? 90. 95. Okay. So I was, mm, okay. Just came, I was 10 when it came out. I didn't see that shit when I was 10. <laughs> I don't yeah, think. Yeah. No. yeah, I I did see this movie when it came out. Hell yeah. And is what I was 14. Um, it's a... It, it, like I said, we're continuing on with somber fucking January. We had girl, the girl next door last week, and now we have this. Did you think this is a, the story needed to be told? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like it shows you like what's like the hard parts of life, I feel like, and like that, what things can lead to. The realness of yeah. it. Yeah. That's actually a very good point. Um. That's kind of the theme is the two back-to-back films have just been kind of like, this is real shit that happens, right? You know, yeah. We all have a good time laughing and watching and the horror films. the sad thing is this movie uh, was actually in, not inspired. No one could be inspired, but it was based off real events in New York. Okay. Like, this, there was a guy. It They finally caught him. It, t- it took 10 years for them to catch him. Like, they didn't catch him until after this movie was made. Um but he was HIV positive and he was just going around having sex and infecting as many women in New York as he, he could. That's fucked up. And when they finally tracked him down, took his ass to court, got found guilty, and I think they sentenced him like 30 consecutive life sentences in prison. It's like premeditated manslaughter or something yeah, like that. It's literally manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Did he know he had it? Yeah. Yeah, he was doing it oh, on purpose. Okay. Yeah, yes, he was doing it intentionally. Yeah, yeah. Where the movie portrays obviously the opposite, but maybe no. this, is, this is what we Did you notice? Because it's been a while since I saw this movie. Shit. So, like I said, this is the first time I've watched this movie probably in seven years, and I never noticed it t- t- today when they were at Paul's apartment. And because we were talking about the real case and premeditation, but and you made a comment that, well, he's not actually doing that. When they start talking about how no one has AIDS, no one has died from AIDS, they quickly cut over to Telly. Mm-hmm. And the look on his face, like he kind of like he's all smiling and laughing, and then he looks down. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Oh, so you think that he knows he has AIDS? Oh, yeah. Oh, he knows he has AIDS. So do we know that he's 18? He's 17. Oh, he's 17. Yeah. 
That, like I said, this movie, yeah. this movie starts cringy. off yeah. with a seventeen-year-old trying to get take the virginity of a twelve-year-old. Like, if that doesn't set the mood of this fucking movie, I don't know what else would. So then I wonder if it got. I wonder if that was something that they truly portrayed from the story, or if that was just their own thing that they decided to throw that in there. That was strictly something that Harmony wrote. Okay. Because, like I said, this was a grown-ass man. He was in his mid-20s. Okay. And when they caught him, he was in his mid-30s. Almost kind of like then, like a backstory or, you know, like a history of this is where he started. Yeah. And this is where he is today. Because he originally started in New York, and then once people started catching on to what was going on, he, he, he fled state. Damn. And so he, I think they, they found out that he had been in four different states and four infecting women in all of them. That's so heinous. Yeah. Like, I don't think it should be life sentences. That motherfucker does it one, have his dick cut off. Yeah. And then execute it. Let him endure that for about a week. I'm, or just let that be his death penalty. Cut his dick off, let him bleed out. Yeah, I I think that uh, he probably had to get like protective custody and shit. Cause I would imagine that inmates would probably Volume fuck him up. Him, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like, or, yeah. No, they don't they, rape him. Yeah, they get but, like, but, yeah. They definitely <laughs> put him in fucking solitary. He yeah. was not in Gen Pop because he. They will justify that shit oh, within they would, those walls. They wouldn't have raped him. They would just kill him. They yeah. just shank him in the yard. Mm-hmm. As bad as that fucking sound. <laughs> oh, Wentworth status. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So we immediately, like like I said, that opening scene is shocking enough. And then we meet Casper. And, like, that's my, I understand. What I like about this movie is the writing is very authentic. Mm-hmm. But it's authentic about all the crap I hate. Like, I love hip hop. I love the culture. I hate wiggers with a fucking passion. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> I really hate it. <laughs> 90s in New York. If you're white, talk like a white boy. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're mixed, don't do fucking, yeah, don't try being black. This fucking sweet daddy D says, I stay black, you stay white. <laughs> As it should be. Yeah. Uh, and it, like, like I said, it's been so long since I saw this movie. I cannot believe how young all the fucking actors and actresses look in this fucking movie. Yeah. Like when the the scene with the the girls talking, Rosario Dawson. Um, yeah. And I had to look it up because she was 16 years old when they Fuck. made this movie. She was 16. Chloe, she was, I believe, 19. Mm-hmm. But she had to be. Because of what happens yeah. to her in the movie, right? Um, in fact, I'm gonna kind of jump to that scene because the scene where Casper is raping her, uh, he's doing so with a 12 year old actor on the couch right next to him, and unless it's I, I've did as much digging as I could, did mm-hmm. as much digging, reading articles with the rules and shit. Larry Clark looking, no articles with Larry Clark, articles with Harmony, just to see maybe if they did like a composed shot. Okay, like they did a blank frame, uh, blank frame of that that angle. Then they shot the boy on the couch. Oh, I see. And then they shot 
the, the scene, part, right? Mm-hmm. And they spliced it together in editing. It's called a superimposed shot where okay. you layer over layer shit, and when you're developing the negative, uh, like Kung Pao into the fist, kind of, kind of, but like this would have been like really old school because <laughs> okay. they didn't have as like the digital editing that they have nowadays back in '95. Yeah, like everything was you were editing, but the that feels film. like a pain in the ass to do just for that fucking scene, right. <laughs> So are you well, like, get, I guarantee, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's probably this movie pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, pissed a lot of people off. What did you think of the acting in the movie? It was good. It was just like, it was just like you were in the room there with them. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how good it was. Like you were sitting there in the conversation with them. Yeah, it felt natural, huh? Yeah, so real and authentic. Uh, and like you're saying like being there that's why I kind of like like this entire movie one like the scene where Casper and Telly are first leaving the girls apartment complex how many one shots they do and long shots they don't edit they don't edit and it's all handheld so you kind of get like the, the cameras moving around the cameras moving around and that gives it a realness to it. Yeah. And that's where I, I believe we said where we we're going to do this one as well. Um, I think 13 took a lot from this movie. Oh, okay. And how they shot it and how like a lot of the, the de- delivery of the dialogue in 13 came a lot from this and how they fucking like, ju- it's literally like back and forth, back and forth. Real snappy yep. and it felt natural. Yeah. Um, kind of like how forced. we, kind of like what we were saying about uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas, how yeah, the banter between exactly. those characters exactly. just felt real natural and clean, and they just, they didn't really have to feel like they had to study their parts. It's like, oh, I know about this shit. Yeah. <clears throat> and like, did you like the the way the movie was shot, or did it oh, like? Yeah. I know when this movie was in theaters, people were complaining about getting motion sickness. Oh no, I like how it's filmed. The way that it's filmed is. Like, like he's just yeah, like he, holding the camera, yep. just filming. Yeah. yeah. And I like, I like that. Like even the scene in Paul's apartment. Yeah. There's different, like he never cuts. He never cuts. The camera just pans to another person, pans up, pans down, pans down. Like the camera movement is fucking flawless in this movie. Because um, he's eye level, you yep. know what I mean, and like he, because the how he gets super close to the characters, yeah, and it gets very close, and very intimate, comfortably close, yeah. Um, but again, I think that just, just, and I, I was always, I always look for people who are looking at the camera, you know, to look at the <laughs> oh, camera, yeah. to look at the camera, and I did see the camera pop up a couple times in some of the glass or some of the mirror, like shots where there was glass. Mm. Um, but you know, it's it's old phone uh, film. I just wanted to see it anyways. But <laughs> I did love how he did portray. All of the very long running shots, like the party <clears throat> scenes, just like the party, and mm-hmm. he's just he just yeah. shows the whole entire party, all the yeah. floor, yeah. all the like you're couches. right there walking yeah. around like over bodies and shit. Yeah, and I think that's what you're talking about. It makes it just feel like you're there. And I liked how they intercut the party at Steven's house with the 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 club scene because they seamlessly go back and forth between the two places when mm-hmm. Jenny's trying to find Telly. Yeah, they parallel uh, the two, I guess, settings, and then yeah. they bring them together, the characters. Uh, like, I believe, yeah, this was Rosario's first film. Oh. As well as uh, Chloe's first film. 
and Chloe only got the job because she was friends with Harmony. And Har- yeah, Harmony Har- knew her, yeah. so he just casted her. Uh, and, that would explain why she's in his other stuff. And then, huh? Oh, yeah. 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 Like, and she's got a really good career out of it. She's done a lot of movies that he has not done. Because uh, um, I think I mentioned it before we started, even watched the movie, like Boys Don't Cry with Hilary Swank. She's phenomenal in that movie. She's a model. She models too. And yeah. I, I don't know if this is like, if I'm right on this, but I think she's on Vogue. Yeah, on the was. cover on Vogue. Okay, she yeah. She was. Bitchin'. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. And so she's definitely blown up from this being her first shit. Yeah. Could you imagine like this being your first movie? I and That's it's a powerful fucking movie. Oh, you know what I mean? absolutely. It's, I feel honestly like more people should kind of, you know, I'd say maybe younger people should see this shit to kind of be like, this is what's really. She's in American <clears throat> Horror Story. She's yeah. in a season of American yep. Horror Story. Oh, now she's balling. Yeah. yeah. She's like, look at me now. Yeah. Like last week when we uh, watched The Girl Next Door, your initial comment, not on here, but well, I think you eventually said it on here, but we went outside to smoke and I just said, so what'd you think? And you said, that movie ruined my day. Yeah, I said it on the podcast. That was the first shit that this I said. This movie has the same feeling, mm. just in a different way. Yeah. And for a different reason. Like, actually, I'm going to make that comparison. Fuck it. Telly and Ruth are the same kind of person mm. between the two movies. Well, yeah. Um... Now, granted, HIV isn't a death sentence, but in 95, it very well could have been. They didn't have the stuff that they have now. Say this to someone who gets pleasure out of hurting other people. Yep. Is that right? And that's what yeah. Tally's doing. Yeah, he is. And yeah, you can tell he did not give a fuck. And he is just. He, he was, takes the virgins. And, and, but just the way how he says it, you know, oh, and that's the creepiest. Scene. Oh, oh, like that cre- him, that he has a fucking baby. script. Mm-hmm. He's got a script that he a script of lines that he recites verbatim to every single girl. Yeah, that is what's disturbing. That and like how he's like calling them babies. Yeah, that is very creepy. Yeah. Like, uh, are you like you I like babies? My, I like my virgin babies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that's disgusting. That's so gross. But I mean, none of his friends really should. I mean, they should on him a little bit for it. But for the most part, everybody still kind of just laughs it off. Like, it's almost like it's, it's, it's okay. The, it's the females that know him that think he's a <clears throat> fucking disgusting pig. Yeah. And it's understandable. He's earned that. Yeah, because he is a fucking disgusting pig. And he's an ugly motherfucker, too. He is so ugly. <laughs> Even in Bully. Like, in Bully, yeah, right. the fact that he's the hitman, like, makes so much sense because he's so ugly. <laughs> and he lives in Florida. Like. <laughs> he, yeah. He, he's, you can tell that KMF sticker, the crazy motherfuckers he's wearing. It's just like, yeah. dude, that's not, you're not that. Like, you are, yeah. you're a fucking tool. Yeah. Just his teeth. Yeah. That's his big old teeth. So good. And they're fucking looking. crooked. Some mm-hmm. are set back. Some are pushed forward. That's like why some, he talks to It's stupid, literally yeah. like somebody hit him in the back of the head with a fucking shovel and his brother. Have it on back. Yeah. That dude's fucking weird looking. Uh, yeah, unfortunate he's definitely looking. unfortunate looking. Yeah, that's man. one of my favorite <laughs> terms to use. Um, a lot of the actors that they got in this movie actually weren't actors. Like uh, the black guy. I know he was a professional skater. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, even Casper, he was a professional skater at first. Okay. That's why you, even like in uh, 
shit the last Next Friday. Movie Next Friday. He's always got a skateboard with him. Yeah. Because that's, that's how did. Larry Clark found them at a skate that's park. That's how Be Recognized Casper. Was from Next Friday? Friday? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. He was like, because once we watched kids like the first time or the second time, he was like, wait, he looks familiar. Yeah. Yep. I like, and I loved him in Next Friday, too. I loved him doing his X yeah. Game shit. <laughs> the the weekend next Friday opened, the following week is when they found him. Yeah. Found him dead the following week. Did, was it an OD or did he hang himself or something? OD. Okay. OD, yeah. Yep. They found a needle in his arm. Oh, fuck, bro. Uh, <laughs> but let's not talk about real life tragedy. Let's talk about the tragedy that is not that is this movie. That's in this movie. Um, the... <laughs> When they go to the public pool, maybe it's just me. The dick tornado went on really <laughs> too fucking long. Yeah, I thought that since 95. I'm like, that slap, okay, slap, do slap, it slap, once. Slap. That's hilarious. But Don't they, do yeah. it for four minutes. <laughs> like literally just back and forth. And not again, the, the director does not want to cut, does not want to edit. I'm like, nobody wants to see that. He Nobody just keeps going on and, on and on and on and on. And then when he cuts away from it, you think we're finally done. Nope, we cut back we to him. He's to still it. fucking going at it. Slap, slap, slap. Then he stops. He's like, Let's try it this way. Slap, 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 slap. I'm like, yeah, it's a funny scene, but could have been half the fucking time. Maybe Harmony's had some trauma in his life. <laughs> some uh, fucked up trauma that's uh, affected him. Because, I mean. Given the movies that. Yeah, that he's done. Yeah. He's definitely kind of got a little bit of that vibe. Like, I know I might have been touched. He was poor. Mm. Yeah. I because of like the commentary and gummo, but because oh. like when he like taped the bacon onto the wall in gummo, he said that was like like he used to or like um when the, he was eating spaghetti in the bathtub. Yeah, he actually ate spaghetti in the bathtub like so when like, he was little. So he's kind of telling his story then a little bit. Maybe yeah. <laughs> a lot of filmmakers do that. They. Especially if they're directing something that they've written, they take a lot from their life and put it in there. Well, and like how blotchy Gummo is. Yeah, yeah. Um, we will definitely have. To, I know that's on the yeah the list of things to do. That movie's uh, so fucked up and fun. <laughs> like it's yeah. just so out there, but it's just like this, and I love. That's why I loved it. Yeah, it's very real. It's very right there, very intimate. Um, all the conversation and dialogue is very natural. It feels like shit that you would he actually hear yeah. kids talking about. Oh or people yeah, talking oh, about. Yeah. That's the best. I I just love that like, type of dialogue. Even when they go into the fucking the the nightclub. Yeah. I felt the like the way I was, they shot it. Mm-hmm. You and, felt like you were in a club. The way it was lit, mm-hmm. and the fact that they had the, you could still hear the dialogue, <clears throat> but even watching it, you're kind of having to strain because the music, the club music, is so fucking loud. Yeah, that's how it is when you're in a fucking club. Like when Jenny's sitting there and her friend comes up to her, mm-hmm. she's like. Jenny, let's come dance. Let's go dance. You like you can't hear it for yeah. the first two times yep. she says it, and yeah. then you can finally. Yeah, they try to keep it real. Yeah, I love like Jenny kind of helps like the mood of Jenny and every kind of shot that she's in after she <coughs> finds out the color yellow, blue. She just looks fucked up. Like they did a really good job of kind of portraying this like fucking obviously like life altering news, and it's just like this dreary character is living while all this other stuff is happening. Yeah. You know, the kids are partying, they're doing all this other stuff, but it's like, no, 
she just has this news and she's just trying to find her goal yeah. to get to tell him like dude you're fucking you're fucked up and like he, i remember yeah. talking to someone i was like well maybe Tilly didn't know but he only had sex with two women mm. i'm like no you need to pay attention to the movie he hooked up with jenny a year, a year ago, ago. Mm-hmm. how many women in that year or sorry they are not women yet how oh, many yeah. girls has he done that to like i said that's <laughs> what messed me up with this movie when i saw it when i was 14 because unfortunately i understood this movie at 14 yeah i don't think any 14 year old should ever see this movie when they're 14 <laughs> um i think it's a movie that needs to be seen it has does have a very powerful message behind it as disturbing as it is, is to to get to that message you know what i mean i feel like i was keeping it real <laughs> just to like you know after i saw the movie everybody that i talked to after that i'd ask them if they'd seen it you know what i mean and this is a kind of one of those movies that people are like oh yeah this this is a good ass movie and um, everybody that i spoke with for the most part pretty much enjoyed it um i didn't really feel like the acting was bad at all, really, in any of the bits. No, and like I said, the movie isn't very long, mm-hmm. but it's a very fast movie. It the pacing flows like even with the very long, like you said, he doesn't cut, he doesn't edit, he yeah. just keeps going. A very long scenes, yep. like the drawn out at the beginning of the movie, the intercut scenes from uh, Paul's house to uh, Ruby's house, how they. Every time they cut, there's always something being said. Mm-hmm. Always something being said. There's no dead air. And then we cut down back to the girl side of it. Always something being said. Always something being said, even though they're – I like the fact that it contradicts each other. Mm. Like both sides, the boys are, have this perspective and the girls have the opposite fucking perspective. Yeah. And that I- is how guys fucking talk. Mm-hmm. And I assume that is how – Females fucking talk at that age. Yeah, yeah. they're pretty. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Especially with my old friend group. Yeah, (laughs) I would hear very expectative stuff. Yeah, Yeah. from from the girls too. Yeah, yeah, they keep it real. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like Aaliyah. Mm. Uh Aha, she was all up in there. I was like, (laughs) okay, girlfriend. But yeah, and like in the bathrooms, you hear just girls relating to things and stuff like that. Oh, I hate it when that happens or whatever. (sighs) Yeah. So. See, that's where I'll give Harmony a lot of credit. He he knows how to write for the age that he's trying to portray. He had a very solid grasp on how, well, because we all were that age at one time. We all know how we talked. And he was newer to that, or like he was not that far from that age either. Yeah, when so. he wrote the movie, yeah. Um, I love him in this. Even though it's very short. Yeah. I just love well, him. He looks so up. different. Yeah. He's just, ah! yeah. He's just this fucking very fun little guy. And he, he's I, just I, nerdy, too, yeah, though, and he's just, taking drugs. Yeah. yeah. That is the one thing, like, I could see it happening. I'm like, but that was the one character in the movie was his character 
that I do not believe he looks like we'd be doing what he's doing. Mm. He, he just didn't look like a fucking raver or a fucking druggie to me. It didn't come across that way. So he made geeks cool. He's like, look, I'm this nerdy guy. I got these glasses, but I've, obviously I'm, I'm bumping. I got all these people. And, and I like going around drugging women. Yeah. Telling them it's one thing and it's something Literally else. forcing you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure peer pressure that happens in that movie now thinking about it oh, there yeah. is a lot oh, of yeah. peer pressure it shows you what peer pressure is yeah especially with harold's oh yeah so, oh yeah and like the peer yeah. pressure alone even with fucking telly how he's talking to the women and yeah. pretty much conning them into sleeping with him yeah, yeah fuck so ton of rape yeah. energy in this goddamn movie that's for sure oh yeah like yeah uncomfortable yeah. amount of rape energy that's a good is. point. We've had a lot of movies in the last <laughs> few weeks on this podcast that are rapey as fuck. Yeah, maybe uh, <clears throat> there's plenty more we can find, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, you were yeah. talking about Requiem for a Dream. There's certain uh, scenes in that that are fucking rapey as hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 13. There's scenes that are rapey as fucking mm-hmm. hell. Holy Hills fuck. have eyes, right? That's, a- uh, that's literally a rape scene. <laughs> it's not just rapey, it's straight up. Um, uh, what is it? Laws of Attraction? Rules of Attraction? Oh my god. Yeah, I always get that mixed up. Yeah, Rules of Attraction. One of the that first has scenes. a pretty... Yeah, that has a pretty gnarly rape scene yeah. in it. Um, no, now I'm looking at suicide scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... I know we've discussed two of them. It's scary to look at, like... Not just the characters that had names in this movie, just people that acted in this movie. There was over fucking 10 people that have died from drug overdoses that were associated with this movie. Shit, 10? 10. That's I only knew crazy. The two. I only knew like, I literally two. watched a video. I came across it was cast of kids then and now. The they were number short. of no, they went through everybody, <laughs> yeah. and the number of them that says dead at this age, dead died at this age, died at this age, died at this age. It's fucking scary. <laughs> Maybe this movie's cursed. <laughs> yeah, it kind of feels that way. Well, I don't know because the chicks though that were essentially the victims in it, they blew up, right? And all the guys that were shitty yes. are pretty much dead they, now. They yeah. probably got hate, well, right? Even some oh. of the fe- even some of the females were amongst that cast that I'm talking about that died mm. from the that were in this movie. But she brings up a good point though. Maybe they got mad hate, right? I mean if they were already kind of druggies or unstable and shit and they portray I mean they did make a choice though to portray the character. But maybe you're right. Maybe they did well, get mad hate. Uh, I won't remember her name, but the actress like actress that played Darcy, this is her one and only movie because she died before this movie even hit theaters. Because Tilly gave her AIDS. <laughs> yeah. It happened in the movie, happened in real life. Fuck. Uh, How'd she die? Honestly, I think it was a drug overdose. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, maybe it is a haunted-ass movie. Like I said, everyone that associated with this, except I think like two of them died like in like car crashes and shit like that. One was suicide, but the rest were all fucking overdoses. It's so crazy. Well, yeah, you would. There's oh, what the hell? It's on Shutter. It was called uh, Cursed Movies. Did you ever see Poltergeist? The original Poltergeist. No. So that movie, the little girl. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet either. Oh, oh yeah, no, no. So I, I think I like started it, and then my boyfriend was like, 
my mom said this is the scary one. <laughs> and then turned on the newer one. <laughs> oh, God. God. It sucks. Yeah. But the little girl that plays Carol Ann, nice. Carol Ann in the original, she died at, I think she was, it was after they made Poltergeist 3. It was before it hit theater. So I think she was like nine when she died. The girl that played the oldest daughter was uh, murdered from a celebrity fan stalker. Um, like Salinas. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of along those lines. Um, production designer, uh, or not production designer, director of photography of that movie got killed in a fucking plane crash going back to reshoot scenes for the movie. Like that's like they're that's cursed so- movies are a real fucking, I, I, a true believer in them. Yeah. <laughs> if I you're talking that, about yeah. subject matter that might be upsetting to people, you're playing with fire. <laughs> you're playing with the universe. I mean, yeah. you're essentially bringing, you know, bringing to light things that people are like, this isn't real. It's not true. But it's like, you know what? Maybe there is energies and ghosts and shit like that. <laughs> At the know. premise of the fucking first Goosebumps movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything R.L. Stein writes in his books is comes to life. <laughs> yeah, right. But we're not here to talk about that movie. <laughs> Maybe next Halloween I'll bring that one up because I've got some things to say about that movie. Um, what do you think uh, how uh, Clark directed this? Besides the not editing thing. Because all the like the shaky cam shit, I'm, I put all that on the fucking director of photography, not the actual director himself. The settings? Yeah. The settings are pretty, though. Yeah, he definitely... Yeah. N- knew how to set up a good scene definitely knew how to set up a good scene <sighs> i think the soundtrack was pretty good to this too oh my god oh, yeah. yes yeah. i have some of the sound uh some of the songs off of the soundtrack actually at one time yeah. i actually owned the cd <laughs> the yeah. soundtrack um, don't know what the hell happened to it. i feel like that anytime the setting or the mood changed or like the scene ended or it started a new scene. There was always like a dingy, like punk rock or like, yeah. or like a, um, just like a, just a song that just fit like, oh, the grungy or something. Yeah. Just like, oh man, you, you and felt with just it. Like, oh no, it's, it's all kind of like sad music mm-hmm. too. So it's just very like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It makes you feel it more. Yeah. It did a good job setting the tone with the, the score. And yeah, this. yeah. 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 <clears throat> And actually, I just thought about that with something that you said. Um, not only is Telly intentionally doing what he's doing, with Darcy, technically, she did consent. But she does say, it hurts. Please stop. No more. Right. Once a woman says stop, that means consent is over. So he w- technically was raping her, too. And Jenny was then a witness to that as well. Yep. Yep. Jenny, Jenny literally heard her say that and yep. then closed the door once Tilly said. Did you think that she was sitting there almost like looking into the past, like, oh my God, the that same thing me. happened to me? Uh huh. That's, that's literally what that's, I, I literally was oh, thinking that that's same so, thing. That would hurt too, so yeah. much to be like, to know you've got on this journey to fucking tell this awful news to a, a piece of shit human being, right? And then you're going and witnessing the thing that led to you having this horrible fucking news. Like the story in itself is, I mean, that's that's a fucked up thing to think about, right? Oh, fuck yeah. The whole, the whole story is written very good. Jenny's whole story is trying to find Telly to mm-hmm. tell him. Because, that's literally yeah, her whole story in this 
just put, oh, to be, put yourself in her shoes and go through that whole journey and just be like, Fuck. like she goes through like for being her first movie. I give Chloe a lot of fucking credit because yeah. she does a roller coaster of emotions in this movie. Not a lot she of doesn't even talk. Not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't talk that much. Yeah. Only in that first fucking scene, that first scene yeah. when we meet her and when she, uh, she's on the, the phone. phone. Yep. And, and she's even shy when they're the talking taxi, about girl stuff. Mm-hmm. The taxi, she's not <clears throat> even talking that much. And I, that's probably a lot to do with the fact that she wasn't a trained actress. But anybody could say lines that somebody tells you. What she was doing is actually the harder part. Yeah. Is being able to act and act through body language. Because actions speak louder than words with acting, in my opinion. Like you could say and with dialogue, acting comes from tone, mm. inflection, mm. how things are said. Um emotion that that's a hard thing to fucking pull off and for like i said for someone who had never been in front of a camera before she knocked it out of the fucking park i give her credit i give her i give all the actors credit in this like everyone was fucking great yeah it it was just so natural just felt real Mm -hmm. this is the first time i'd ever seen a movie filmed like this ever or that i you know knew about that no, this is the first time that I ever saw something like this. And that's when I instantly started telling everybody, like, have you seen this movie, Kids? It's the most realist-ass movie. Like, I felt like we were all just hanging out, like, having a conversation like this. Yeah. But they, they just filmed it, and it's in New York. And whatever the hell they were doing over the summer and shit. And Like, literally, when I saw 13, I literally called it. I'm like, this is this generation's kids. Oh. Okay. Literally. So... Uh, like kids is what like made me fall into like indie films, but it was also like what made me start falling more into movies. I don't really watch movies like that. Yeah. So once he got me kids and I started watching, it, I was like, okay, I like this. Yep. And then he started giving me more films, especially like with indie film. Like that's a good, that's a good route to go down because there's yeah there there's a lot of crap out there. You will come across a lot of garbage, oh, yeah. but there's a lot of diamonds in the rough that. A lot of people don't know about. Yeah, it's crazy, though, because, like, my generation literally doesn't know. Like, this one girl in my psychology class, history class, sophomore year, I was talking with her, and she looked, like, pretty indie, and I asked her if she ever watched kids, and she said yes, and I was like, we are homies now. (laughs) Yeah, Janaya. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, You'd be surprised how many people, like, have not heard of this movie. Have not heard of Bully. Have not heard of Gummo. Like, like, I respect. I love the fact that your dad bought you this because <laughs> that's the kind of shit that I would do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's fucked up, but it's done amazingly, mm-hmm. and it's a powerful fucking story. And you know, it's a movie, right? Yeah, yeah but it's based off of some true ass events. Oh shit! I just watched this thing, and this you know, this stuff really happens. Well, yeah, that's totally real. That's life. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Gummo is the movie I will gatekeep, though. I will not tell anybody, like, especially even at school, even though, like, I know the people, like, some people who I know don't listen to what I'm saying or I know yeah. they're not going to look it up. Literally, like, I'll say that to them. But other than that, some people I'm just like, mm, 
What is my favorite movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you the real one because I don't yeah. want you to ruin it. So, yeah. yeah, right. I don't want you telling anybody. Let's not spread this. <laughs> but it's like I know that anybody that like in my generation who would watch Gummo would not like it. Like yeah. so many of my peers, if I, wa- if I showed them Gummo, they would be like, what am I watching right now? And be like, this is weird. And then continue. I bet you most of them probably couldn't sit through it. Oh, honestly. And their brain wouldn't process it how yeah. we see the beauty yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, they would yeah. be like, is bro, this, this is weird. Yeah, bro. just random videos yeah. thrown together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's taking shit on their nipples for This dude just shooting a cat in the rain. <laughs> Two movies that you guys would love, which just was with that small conversation right there. Alejandro Jordanovsky's, or maybe we'll have to do them. El Topo and Holy Mountain. I haven't heard of El, any of those, either of them. I am not surprised. Like, fucking Holy Mountain, the entire movie is pretty much like a filmed acid trip. Okay. It, it, late, mid to late 70s, okay. or maybe early 70s. Um, like, El Topo was the original midnight movie. What does that mean, midnight movie? <clears throat> The company, like, literally, it was only shown in one theater, one night a week, at midnight. Oh. Kind of like Rocky Horror. Like, Rocky Horror is now the fucking national midnight movie. El Topo was the original back in the day. And then Pink Flamingos. Because of the content. Yeah. Okay. Um, Speaking of content, and this is a very powerful statement when I get there. Uh, Obviously, with the subject matter... Everything that happens in this movie, MPAA gave this movie an NC-17 rating. I could see that. And this is the powerful part of it. MPAA normally wants you to cut the shit out of your movie. It's like, we don't want NC-17 rated movies in our theaters, so we're going to give you that rating. To keep you out of theaters then? No, to get you to cut your movie down. Oh, I see. MPAA told Larry Clark and Harmony, do not cut anything out of this movie except the NC-17 rating. If you cut anything out of this movie, you decrease the impact of what this movie is saying. But That's in, dope then, right? Yeah, I mean, because it is a power. MPAA never does that. Mm-hmm. Like, they're the, the enemy of all filmmakers. Right. <laughs> You're going to keep my shit out of theaters. yeah. yeah. You're not going to let me express myself, right, yeah. kind of thing. So the <clears throat> fact that they did that was beautiful. And, yep, obviously they kept that NC-17 rating. But that led to some complications. Bob and, <laughs> and the two the two names behind the making of this film are really funny when you think about the context, uh, the content that is in this movie. Mm. The movie was produced by Bob and Harvey Weinstein. Oh, <laughs> produced. I mean, they paid for it. Yeah. They, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they had oh. to purchase this movie back once they got that NC-17 rating because the parent company Miramax that they had was owned by Walt Disney Corporation. And Walt Disney will never allow a movie under one of their brand to be NC-17. So literally the reason like when the movie first starts and looks like I don't even remember the name of the fucking company. Like, but 
try mark or something it's not true no. that's who did the dvd um the distribution company that released this movie yeah, isn't around no more bob and <laughs> this is the only movie they fucking did because bob and harvey bought the movie back created an llc created the company released this movie and that's the only one they ever did huh because just because they could not release it under Miramax because it was owned by fucking Disney. They got loopholes. So technically what this movie was, was the first Weinstein company movie when they made their own fucking. And based on the content company. that is fucking. And I, that's what I'm telling you, dude. That's I, like, the like, shit connects back to it. I try not oh, to yeah. be that guy, but I truly believe there is some shit in the background. Oh yeah. Because like, be with all true. the fucking crap that came yeah. out about fucking Weinstein. Yeah. The fact that his brother, Bob kicked his, he's like, you're no longer associated with our company. He's like, but I started this shit. He's like, no, no. you have tarnished our family's name. <clears throat> I don't know if you followed that crap. Yeah, you're better not. Yeah. You're better off not. Yeah. yeah. It might ruin <laughs> some of your memories of very well-known actresses. Yeah. Uh, what was your What was your thoughts like after watching it for the first time? Like at the like after it was just over and it cuts to the credits, like what what did your head say? I think I was so mind blowing. Yeah. But I was so mind blown in all the like god awful scenes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just but like at the same time, because that was my first time ever seeing a film films that way. So my yeah. brain was like, that is what I like. I, I have it, found I myself. The way that this film was shot guerrilla style, very fucking guerrilla style, uh, shoestring budget, um, because this is actually one of fucking Miramax's earlier movies. Well, it costs nothing to fucking make. Um, no. Oh yeah, a million. I think about a million. Yeah, yeah. like one point uh, six or something like that. It was. It wasn't that much yeah. for that time period, right? Yeah. Ninety six. Let me see if I can find it. <clears throat> I love continue that you, talking. Continue I love talking. that you know that if it was one mil, I'm I wouldn't be surprised. Because I think it shows like because on on Wikipedia, Wikipedia, <laughs> it shows you. Yeah, but then that's what I love is like once once you did kind of start getting into them uh, or like showed them to you and like you were susceptible to them and you're like, oh shit, this is this is fucking tight. like party monster. Oh my god, on you one point five. One point five. Hell yeah. Yep, you just dive into it, start learning. Yeah, Party Monster, you definitely went all. That's a great fucking movie. Well, the fact that my boyfriend got me um, Disco Bloodbath was super baller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is pretty next level there. I, I just, I love James St. James. And yeah. like, I followed him on Instagram when I had Instagram. And he's a drag queen. He does his yep. thing. Yeah. Well, I remember like watching the real club kids on TV shows back when that shit was going down. That's badass. That's I remember so watching cool. that shit. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Seth that's Green and Macaulay Culkin did a great job. Oh my that god, movie. they did awesome, <laughs> they and amazing. I love Seth Green. Like I'm obsessed with Seth Green. Like he is like my little that was, celebrity crush. That was such a like a role I never expected. That was like when fucking. Uh, John Locazamo, Wesley Snipes, and Patrick Swayze did two Wong Fu. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is, has to be a joke. They're like, <laughs> the biggest action stars are drag queens now. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. 
but that was them trying to show and indoctrinate that shit into the system. Hey, look, these guys can do it. There's nothing uncool about it. They're gonna coolerize it. Oh, this is gonna be my one tangent. There we uh, go. Two Wong Fu. I remember. Uh, I hate the fucking Oprah Winfrey show, but my mom told me that Wesley. Patrick Swayze, John Leguizamo, we're going to be on the show discussing mm. this movie. I'm like, okay, I want to watch this one. Fair. And Oprah asked a question. He's like, well, did you have any concerns? And were you comfortable with the, he's like, were you actually wearing women's panties? He's like, yeah, they made us wear all that crap, <laughs> pantyhose and all this shit. He's like, did you have any concerns? The only thing I was concerned was my pecker was going to get gangrene and fall off. <laughs> 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 He's like, no, we, we got that tuck tape. <laughs> yeah. See, it's like movies like that that I love where actors play against type. I give like, them credit with that. Like the opposite of what they normally yeah. would do? Okay. Like, Shows diversity. Yeah, like uh, Jim Carrey did hilarious fucking. I love Ace Ventura. I love all his shit. Man on the Moon is, yeah, it's more, there is drama in it. But if you ever, you want to see a really good Jim Carrey performance, find and watch The Majestic. It's an art house independent fi film, and there's no humor in it at fucking all. But it's such a remarkable film, and I think it's one of his best performances. Uh, did you see 23? Oh, the number 23? Uh-huh. I like that one. I I liked his performance in that one. Let's put it that way. It still had a little bit of comedy in it, but if yeah. you're saying that The Majestic... Because I, I feel like I've heard of The Majestic... It's about like a uh, a theater, yep, right? An old movie theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, not to get off the topic of kids here, I just I love like movies that just fucking play against actors that can go to complete one hundred and eighty degrees. I could see this being a Muppet. I would love to see kids the Muppet version of this. Oh my god, that would be badass. If someone that would traumatize me for the rest of my fucking life, uh, I would love I to see. I don't want to see a puppet raping another puppet. I mean, okay, well, we already saw that in fucking <laughs> Team America. <laughs> That's exactly what popped in my head right <laughs> as you're saying that, and that was consensual between the two between the two of them. But I just, I would actually, out of anything I could think of, I would love to see. I think the most of this be a Muppet, and like Lego would be pretty tight. A uh, robot chicken? No, no, no. This would have to be all Muppet. Oh, all straight ooh. up Muppet. You remember the Thumb movies? Uh, like Thumb, thumb Wars, Wars and Thumb Tannica. Um, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Kid, oh, Kirk. Thumb Kids. Thumb Kids. That would be there fucking. You go. I would pay mm -hmm. to see that movie. Yes. Yeah, and it was Steve Odenkirk. Yeah. I would pay to see that. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Oh, it'd be uh, fucking sacrilege to turn this into a Thumb movie. <laughs> What were the other ones? Bat Thumb, the God, the God Thumb, then Franken Thumb, the Blair Thumb. I only watched. Did the you two. ever see any of these? They're awful in the sense <laughs> they're of like. They're remember the just, uh, the annoying orange? Okay, take that, but they're thumbs instead of an orange. Yeah. it's the same okay. superimposed eyes and mouth, but yeah. on thumbs, and that's what it is like. Thumb, real fucking thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> they just superimpose that shit on there. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm right there with you, Red Rooster. Oh, no, not you again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I owned every single one of those on fucking uh, see, I don't I, know why. I gave Thumb Tanaka a watch, and I think maybe Thumb Wars a watch. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick to Kung Pao because that was way better, like, in regards to those movies. I, I, like, I, at that time, I was just into such stupid fucking humor. Yeah. Like, I even had a VHS of an old, uh, Star Wars parody called Hardware Wars. Okay, nice. The entire like their spaceships are fucking toasters and shit. Fucking Princess Leia literally has fucking cinnamon rolls on the side <laughs> of her fucking head. Yeah, they had to do it. Uh, I think Obi Wan Kenobi's name was uh, Augie Ben Doggy. <laughs> like, <laughs> so with kids, I think I know the answer to this, but. For the most part, I know the answer for both of you. Do you recommend kids? Do you have limitations on who you would recommend this to? And what would you rank this movie one out of ten? Seth? Uh, I would absolutely recommend this to anybody my age, obviously. And would I recommend it to somebody maybe more like Roxy's generation? I think, yeah, I think that uh, there's a lot of things in this that are mm, controversial as fuck today, but I still think that it does it portrays a good job of telling the story of how realness life can be. And yeah. again, if it's, it's based off of something that really fucking happened, it's almost like uh, it's, it's educational. Yeah. You know what I mean? To a certain extent, like this is real shit and we're not going to. We'll cover your little eyes. There's some shit in here that you shouldn't see. I'm not going to keep that from, obviously. Yeah. I didn't keep that from... <laughs> my own child because I felt like it was a fair portrayal of some real ass shit that I oh, think yeah. that did a good job of being like this isn't going to scar you but it's going to open up your eyes um, I rank it easily because it's a cult classic I've been watching it for a long long time I love it I don't have any bitches this is easily a 9 to a 10 for me Okay, you know it's it's a great film it, it is fucked up topics whatever but yeah. it was a one of a kind it blew my mind the first time I saw this shit it's, it's held a, a got a place in my heart for all of eternity yeah how about you roxy um i think that i would recommend it to like high schoolers like and like i don't have a sex ed class like except child development so it'd be like here watch this instead you can learn some things off of this and just like i don't know like I feel like it can just teach a lot, like yeah, just show you a lot of stuff that happens out there. Um, so mainly like my kids, my age, like teenagers. That's fair. Um, because like this like movie made me fall into like indie films. I would give it like a ten out of ten. Yeah, cool. hell yeah, that's yeah. all. I agree with everything both you guys said. Um, what makes this movie so fucking powerful is the topics that this movie talk about are still relevant topics today. Mm -hmm. like, AIDS is never going anywhere. HIV is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And this was the first movie to bring it into the fucking mainstream eye in cinema like this. Um, so I highly recommend it. For, I'm not going to say people of all ages. <laughs> Let's say starting at 14. I think that's a decent age, even though this movie was NC-17. Yeah. Aside from the Bush scene... I really don't think it deserves an NC-17 rating now. I would say this is a solid R filler, but at the time, times were different in yeah, 95. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot more shit is tolerable now. 
Um, like I guarantee if this movie was made today, it would be an R rating the exact way it's shot right now. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be an NC 17. Yeah. Um, so I recommend if you're old enough to get into a movie theater with your parent and you're over the age of 13, yeah, give it a watch. It's not good. You might not understand everything that's going on at that age, but it'll trigger shit in your brain meat that'll get you to start thinking about shit later on. And if you go back and rewatch it, you might catch something that you didn't see the first time because now you understand what they were talking about. You think it could kind of be like, so the actual funny girl next door, not the <laughs> somber one, how they're trying to like redo sex ed um, you know, in that movie by doing it like porn style or whatever. Yeah. Do you think you could kind of borderline like kind of parallel this with kind of like that yeah. same idea or concept? Like I, said, of, I don't care if you're not 17. If you're at least 12 or 13, I yeah. think this movie is okay for you to watch mm -hmm. because it'll open your mind to it'll inform you about a lot of shit that fucking sex ed classes do not cover anymore because you can't yeah. talk about shit yeah seeing anymore. kids that age talk about that stuff just so fluidly like as if adults yep. would you know what i mean because you know that we're human right we don't know shit about nothing oh, you're around you. all your friends you're trying to learn shit oh but, when i was that age mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah the shit my f f group of friends would say would make <laughs> would make Solomon blush. Yeah. One, one kid is still, he kind of went mute after some of the things we said to him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Timmy's brother will never be the same ever again. <coughs> like, um, and also yeah. showing something so tragic within that age range too, I think yeah. is what's so real about it. Yeah. And like, and it's more common than you think like that, but that should be a thought in your mm -hmm. head. Putting fuckers on blast. Yeah. Like, you know, just like, look, yeah, we like, know you're out there. I love the way this movie ends. That's why I give it a 10. Mm. Like the fact that all this terrible shit has happened. She sees what Telly's doing. Then she gets raped. And the last line of the movie is Casper waking up, not knowing anything that happened the night before. Completely unaware that he raped Jenny. He now has fucking AIDS, HIV. It's just a brilliant fucking ending to end it on that fucking, like I say it a lot of movies like this, end it with a gut punch. Yeah. Literally end it with a gut punch. I mean, like, it shows you what karma is too, right? Like, yeah. Casper raped her and got what she had, right? Mm -hmm. So It is kind of... Uh, yeah karmic justice <laughs> yeah i mean they do kind of he does portray kind of a skeezy cat you know oh, throughout yeah. and even other girls are saying that dude's skeezy and shit <laughs> and then he practices what they were preaching and then it comes right back to him yeah and he gets it from tully of all fucking people's best friend he gets aids from his best friend about that yeah that's a good point i've been seeing yeah. Yeah, patient zero yeah because of that scene when casper walks in and sees tilly and Darcy and was like, oh, lucky, and then walks in and. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It, like I said, there was just so much. Like, Casper didn't have, like, really any interactions with females, and then he raped Jenny. Yeah. And, like. Like, physical what... altercations. <laughs> Yeah, and he's just seeing how totally like this is so cool, and he's just doing this shit, and he's like, "Oh man, I can pull any chick," and he does it. And he's like, "Man, fuck you, bro." But let's let, let's be honest here. The guy who played yeah. fucking Tully 
wouldn't get no one. Nobody. Nobody. No, because Casper is the way more attractive friend if we're talking here. Like, yeah. (laughs) He's that little wild man, little wild skater man. Yeah. Just like he was in next Friday. And I'm sorry to go back to this. It was something I was thinking when we were watching the movie. The black guy. You want to talk about, and I'm not even going to say unfortunate looking. That's a st- weird looking, like his yeah. eyes are way too far down. His forehead's like six fucking he inches. He got goofier looking as he got older too. He gained a bunch of weight and oh. shit. And he was still skating there for a minute. I think he actually rode with Baker, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that just, Yeah, he was a goofy looking motherfucker. He was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then he just kind of got reminded punchy. me of E.T. He had these big, bulgy eyes. Yeah, like, that's why fuck? he reminded me of E.T. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Phone home. Anything else you'd like to say on 1995's Kids in closing? I, I loved it. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a good one. And I'm happy I was able to share it. You know? Yeah, I was very happy to make that be my gateway to all these films. I think yeah. you show your friends... Uh, the movies that you've kind of got into every time they come over, right? Something yeah, new. like um, me and all my friends had a picnic in the backyard, put the projector up the first time it was ever used, and we watched Gummo and Kids. There you go. Out back. Yeah. <laughs> Probably blew their minds, I'm sure. Yeah. All of us were eating fruit, and Dad <laughs> thought we were rolling in the backyard. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think that. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. That's what we did in warehouses. <laughs> you're rolling, you eat fruit. <laughs> We're not dancing. Yeah. No. Uh, so I'll let uh, you two decide. Requiem or 13 next? Well, you haven't seen 13. Yeah, I haven't seen 13. So do you want I to think 13's a good juxtaposition to do after this one because a lot of the similarities. Yeah, if we think it's a modern version. You know, of kids and 13 would be dope. Yeah, kids number two, yeah. 2.0. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so that's us closing. Um, next week, we're going to be doing, uh, I guess, 13. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Um, you know, take some time out of your day. Go see a movie. Um, watch it. Enjoy it. Tell people about it. Uh, thank y'all for listening. And, uh, happy New Year. Later. <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening, and I'd really like to thank uh, Roxy for joining us for the first time. We look forward to having her join us on future podcasts yes, as well. Yes, thank you very much. Um, Always a delight. So like I said, next week will be, uh, I believe next week will be episode 19, which is hard to believe Holy at this shit, point. Holy shit, we're at 19. Um, so we'll be covering 13. So thanks for listening. Don't forget to join in next week, and as always, till next time, kiddies. Thank you for listening to this, the Movie Pit Movie Review. We hope you have enjoyed your time. Come back to the Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast. by Ryan Boozer Johnson and Seth Chapman.
expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect the views of RMJ Media Incorporated. See you next week.